Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is you'll leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table. I'm your host, Drew Phillips, and joining me around the table today is my co-host, Chris Albritton. Welcome. And our children's pastor, Jordan Traeger. Hello. Hey, glad you guys are here, Jordan. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Looking forward to this conversation, um, allowing um, some of our people and our listeners to get to know you a little bit and um, a little bit of your story. And so excited to dive into that. Um, So without further ado, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners um, some hobbies, some things you enjoy to do, uh, a little bit about your family and whatever else you want to share. Yeah, so I'm originally from Wisconsin, but we moved to Illinois when I was going to sixth grade. Do you like cheese curds? I love cheese curds. Me too. But, but they have to be I'm squeaky. I'm from Wisconsin, though. They have to be squeaky, though. Fun fact, Ooh, that's how you one know. One we can describe the squeakiness of it. That sounds weird to me, yeah, but I, I do like cheese curds. I don't understand what squeaky yeah, means. Yeah, like <laughs> if you rub the two of them together, they squeak, uh-huh. and that's like high-quality hmm. cheese curds. Before you eat them, you rub them together? I mean, not always. Like if they're okay. Wisconsin, they're probably pretty good. Just checking. But, yeah. Yeah. What, what, do you dip these in anything or just straight up? Mm, I don't really just eat them straight. If okay. not, if they're fried cheese curds, they're great with marinara sauce. But All right. I've only had them fried, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we moved to Illinois. Um, that's where my parents still live and um, where I grew up through middle school and high school. Went to college in Missouri and went to seminary in Missouri, and here I am. Um, I'm married to Chelsea. Hopefully you all have gotten the chance to meet her. She's definitely my better half. We have one daughter, pretty new into the world, and um, we like all types of things. We like board games. Uh, we enjoy camping, hiking, outdoorsy things. Uh, we like the show Survivor. If you ever want a conversation point to come mm-hmm. talk to us about, we can talk about that all day long. Um, and I also enjoy pretty nerdy fantasy books, so things like you know Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia and I some like the other. Movies. Yeah. Ugh. I yeah. agree. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Movie's still very long, yeah. but not as long as, you know, reading 400 pages. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, those are just some hobbies of ours. And if you've gotten to meet Jordan, he's not talking about camping and hiking like going out to, to Prophetstown and, and just setting up on the uh, the gravel pad. He's like serious miles of into the wilderness and set up in that kind of area. So, it's pretty impressive to me. I've never done that before. And so, I think that's just awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. My version of camping is let's get a cabin with a hot tub yeah. and, that, and, that, and let, let's go camping. That's called glamping. <laughs> well, it's, it's called for what it is, I guess, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and again, it's been a joy to, to, to work with you. And um, I look forward to learning more about Survivor uh, as we talked about. Uh, not too long ago, I've never seen an episode before, so yeah. I got started. There's only what twenty seasons of that now. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Thirty. <laughs> missed yeah. that one. By yeah, <laughs> just just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, we watched all the seasons available on Amazon Prime. So we recently got CBS All Access, so we could actually watch. Oh my goodness! All of them. Yeah. So crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and that's awesome. A little bit. Tell our listeners about your faith story. How did you come to faith, and um, and what has that journey been like for you to this point now? Yeah. So I've grown up in the church. My um, parents became Christians when I was one. And so after that, um, they really wanted me to get involved. So I quickly became one of those kids that was at church like every time the doors were open. So Sunday mornings, the church I grew up at in Wisconsin had a kids program Wednesday nights. And so I was constantly at the church. And then my dad got a new job in Illinois, which is why we moved. 
And that was going into sixth grade, which is a pretty, um, how to put this, sensitive time, I guess, you know, uh, going to middle school. So um, didn't know anyone. So I very quickly um, wanted to fit in. Uh, I wasn't super confident in who I was, both just in general, but also as a Christian. And so I kind of started living this almost double life of at church. I was the golden boy, knew all the answers to every question, could, you know, say the books of the Bible forwards, backwards. Just kidding. I couldn't do it backwards. But um, <laughs> but things like that. And then junior year, I just went through a really rough time that really – I'm so thankful to God that it pushed me closer to God rather than causing me to run far away from God. And so – it really solidified also who I was in Christ and the importance of my faith. And so my senior year, I was called into the ministry. Um, I probably had been called before that, but because of this like double life of rebellion I had been living, I think I missed out on it a lot of the time. And then I went to college, got a Bible degree, but even freshman year of college, I think I still was concerned with what other people thought, wanted to be with like the cool upperclassmen Bible majors because at a Christian school, the Bible majors are cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> and so it wasn't until I studied abroad my sophomore year of college where I really had kind of a turning point in that the school abroad wasn't a Christian school. So we were surrounded a lot by people who um, weren't Christian. And so I learned a few things like I could be myself and people are just drawn to that. Um, you, that I figured I could lead, so I led a Bible study for like the other students from our school just to kind of continue to ground us in Christian community while we were far away from our normal churches and also just the power of being vulnerable with people um, and the power that can have to like tear down walls and opportunity to share Christ with them. And so I come back and totally changed. Just um, Christ had kind of reinvigorated um, my faith and um, then I graduated, went to seminary, and graduated with a master's, and here I am. <laughs> during that time, you met Chelsea, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While we were studying abroad, I met Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty awesome, too. So That was the way she wasn't in your college prior to, or was she? No, she went to University of Evansville, okay. Indiana. Yeah, yep. So yeah. she's born a Hoosier. So Awesome, awesome. So uh, you're here at Calvary now. Tell us how you found out about Calvary. I know uh, I was familiar with Daniel, and that's we had a little bit of connection, which which uh, allowed the opportunity to apply here way back when. Drew had the same opportunity with Trevor whenever he was on staff. Tell us about how you heard about Calvary. What was the connection there? Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story, actually. So I was um, just looking for opportunities to uh, serve in ministry, and I went to um, a website that just has all of the listings of churches' jobs to apply for. And it with a kid on the way, it was important to us that we were starting to get closer to family as well. So we were basically just looking at jobs between Kansas City and Indiana. And so I had applied for four or five different places, and Calvary was one of them. Um, never heard of Calvary before. The only reason I had heard of West Lafayette is not surprisingly because of Purdue. And so, um, you know, just put out as many applications there as I could. And it kind of stressed me out a little bit because I kind of am a person that likes to put all my eggs in one basket. So I don't always like to apply a bunch of places because I don't want to let anyone down. Um, so it worked out really well that Calvary was really the only church that was interested. And um, 
it was just such a God thing in so many ways that I heard of Calvary because I had no connection. Otherwise, um, the fact that the search team was willing to give a somebody I had no idea who he is a chance and then just God providing every step of the way with finding housing and kind of a weird time in April. Um, and we're just so thankful and confident that God's right where he has us. So, yeah. yeah. Great story. I love that, that, um, that it was kind of the, the wild unknown for you. You yeah. know, hadn't heard of Calvary. Calvary <laughs> yeah, hadn't heard sure. of you, but you really just shine in your interview. You've been on staff here and you've been incredible to work with such a good talent. Uh, a young guy that I don't consider young. I consider you my age, although there is a pretty big age difference there no, because no, you're no. so wise, <laughs> but tell us what you do here at Calvary. Yeah. So I'm the children's pastor. So I, um, kind of will divide, divide that into two parts. Um, one of which is, to the kids, of course, um, investing in kids, um, investing in their faith, uh, modeling the Christian life for them. You know, I'm not perfect, but trying to demonstrate what it looks like to know the word, what it looks like to pray, what it looks like to love people as Christ loves us, things like that. And also to get kids connected to the church too, and that um, seeing that church is a place that's fun, a place that's um, people care about them, and then also a place where they can learn, come to learn yeah, about God yeah. as well. But then the second side of that, that the title children's pastor doesn't always convey, is also um, equipping and encouraging parents as well. Um, because as much as I want to model faith for kids, it's ultimately the parents' um, call and responsibility to disciple their kids. So any way I can partner with them to encourage them, equip them for what God has called them to do as parents is another, I guess, side of what I try to do here. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've answered this a little bit. Why don't you expound on it a little more? What are some things you're excited about uh, as you're you're now here? You've seen uh, how things move and work. Uh, what are some things that you're excited about developing in the future? Yeah, so uh, I'm super excited about a few different things. One thing I'm starting to kind of think through how I'm going to develop is a little bit more active of a presence on social media. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but whether that's just posting helpful resources I find on the Calvary Kids page, whether that's um, book recommendations, whether that's just some type of social media presence that could help parents. Um, Also looking at developing times where I can talk with parents um, about hot topic issues that may be a little hard to address with kids. And I'm hoping to partner um, with Cy on that as well so that it's not just me addressing kids, but a lot of these hot topics affect teens just as much, if not more than kids. So looking forward to partnering with him in that as well to help parents feel equipped to deal with some tough issues like um, gender, um, sexuality, um, technology, all of those types of things. Um, And then finally, just I don't know exactly how I'll develop this, but survey equipping families to feel like they can serve missionally together, um, whether that's in the local community or whether that's like some shorter term things around the area, um, just helping families to see that they are able to reach others for Christ as a family, that um, even though their kids are kids, even though their teens are teens, they can still do great things for the kingdom of God, and that as parents they can help um, kids reach their potential for Christ because they know their kids' gifts. Yeah. Better yeah. than anyone. So, yeah. Well, one of the things I really uh, enjoy when you start to um, to talk about some of these things that you're envisioning and hoping to accomplish in the future is your passion for kids really starts to come out, and your desire to see them embrace their full potential in the kingdom of God. So, uh, tell our listeners a little bit, like, where does that 
passion come from? Did you always think once you had that call in the ministry that you wanted um, to be a children's pastor, or is this something that's come over time? Just tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, so growing up in the church, my parents became Christians when I was one, and so, like, I love my parents, and they, I think, I'm biased, but I think they did a great job um, teaching me about God and things like that. But as immature Christians, there were a lot of things that they just didn't know and um, hadn't started that I think now if I was to suddenly revert back to a one-year-old, I think they would do a lot of things differently. So um, I guess just remembering the impact adults at the church had on me when I was a kid makes me passionate about trying to do that as well. And like I said, it's still the parent's primary responsibility, but um, at least connecting kids with church as a place they want to be, um, I think is really important. And I don't know that I would have stayed in church as I got older if that wouldn't have been the case. I mean, I remember multiple times telling my parents I didn't want to get up and go to church because I was a teenager and angsty and wanted to sleep in. But I think part of what got me out of bed was that knowing that if I go to church, like, there are people there that care about me, and there will be people there that miss me if I'm not there, which is is kind of a selfish reason to go to church. But I think for a teenager who is a little immature in his faith at the time, I think it's okay. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I'll throw you a little curveball here. So yeah, sure. We... Um, have talked in the past about our, our volunteers. We're always in need of volunteers in all different areas. What's one thing that you would say to a vol- or to someone who's considering volunteering uh, for kids' ministry on Sunday morning or wherever that may be that they may have a fear of, or what's the number one thing that people s- that holds them back from serving in children's ministry, uh, and how could you diffuse that some of that? Um, I think there's a few different fears people have. I I think one is the fear of maybe not doing a good job. And I think part of that stems from the fact we live in such a society that is centered on the appearance of perfection. So whether that's, I think that's especially influenced by social media, which don't get me wrong, I love social media, but I think that is kind of one of the negative impacts of it is we want everything to be picture perfect. And how that ties into volunteering, I think, is people become intimidated and are like, well, I can't do this perfectly, so I don't want to do it. But um, one time I was teaching a third grade boy Sunday school class and it did not, it was not a good day. It was, it was a pretty tough grade. This is back in Kansas City. And um, I had like one youth helper and we had a visitor that day and they, they were rowdy. I don't even remember the story I was teaching. I just felt like they had learned nothing. You know, it was just like a wash. And I was really, I was pretty upset about it, you know, because I take Sunday school seriously. But we would have an all-staff meeting at the church, and the visitor was actually one of the secretary's grandsons, and she's, and they don't go to church. Her grandson doesn't go to church. And she says, yeah, he, uh, he came home, and he said to his mom, he's like, Mom, I want to start going to church. And I remember that just, like, rocked my world mm-hmm. because I thought I had done a terrible job because he got nothing out of it. But if nothing else, there was a kid that was wanting his parents to come back to church. And so I think even if you feel like you're unequipped or even if you feel like you're doing a terrible job or going to do a terrible job, God is in the habit of using the weak to make strong, the unwise to make wise. And those who feel like they're not able to or equipped, he can use you as well. And it doesn't even have to be. You don't need to have this amazing knowledge of the Bible. You just need to have 
childlike faith and be able to communicate it to kids. Yeah. And, and how many volunteers do you use every Sunday and how can they uh, get in contact with you and, and find out how more information about that? Yeah, I would say each Sunday there's probably anywhere from 85 to 100 volunteers, Wow. Um, which first of all is just remarkable that there are that many people willing to volunteer yeah, yeah. at a church. That just was such a blessing to come into a church where volunteering was already a part of the culture. And so it just made my transition a lot easier. So shout out to all my awesome volunteers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. One of the things we like to do um, here um, is our last question that we ask um, is, you know, we're sitting here, we've got this picture of a table. We're all gathered here. Um, what is some, something that our listeners can uh, wrap up with them, take home, maybe chew on a little bit later, something to ponder on um, that you would just like them to take from this conversation? Um, I think one big thing is you disciple others as well as you've been discipled yourself. And so what that looks like is if you're in the Word, if you're spending daily time with God, you're going to be more equipped solely on that alone to disciple others. So um, a lot of times when we think of discipleship, we get intimidated. You know, it's a big, scary-sounding word. But a lot of times discipleship is just as simple as saying, like, I read this amazing thing in the Bible, and it blew my mind, and here's why, and just sharing what you're learning with other people. And I bring that up because I think that's very pertinent to um, discipling kids, is that kids very quickly can pick up authenticity and can very quickly pick up um, when someone is serious about something. And so when they see their parents, when they see others in the church taking their faith seriously and reading the word and getting excited about it, they're going to get excited about it by as well, just by default. So Certainly. I, I can totally see that throughout my life. I know each one of us uh, have grown up in church to some extent, and there was a time where uh, that where I was, I was a rough kid. My brother and I were known in our church for being rough kids, but that didn't stop people from continuing to invest in us. And I can go back and, and see them now 20, 25 years later, uh, and, and we can tell, they would tell me stories about how terrible we were and we were bad. Uh, but I can remember specifically stories that I'm sure they went home and thought, I did the worst job I've ever done, and these kids weren't listening to me all. But I can remember exactly what they said, and I've carried that with me. It's formed and shaped early in my life, and I can now see the value of it then and instill that in my kids as well. And so I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And again, Jordan, I appreciate you joining us uh, today. It was great to get to know you. I'm excited that our our listeners get to um, know you a little bit more as well. And um, again, if you're at all interested in, in joining our children's team and helping out, again, that can be anything from helping out with the babies to teaching a class to assisting in a, in a class to uh, one, probably one of our biggest needs is in our first through fourth grade room, having people that are in there to hang out with some of the older kids. And, um, and that can be throwing a football around, building Legos, things of that nature. So if you're at all interested in that, um, we'll have Jordan's contact information down in our show notes. You can go there and, and contact him and sign up to, to volunteer and use some of those gifts, talents, and abilities that God has gifted you to continue to build his kingdom through through all children. So Jordan, thanks for joining us. Chris, Thank you. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. And we will talk to all of our listeners a little bit later. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.